Hey everybody, welcome to the 5 for 5 podcast. My name is Panchito and as always I'm joined by Mike. What's up Mike? Hey Panchito, I'm happy to be here. This is a new time period, right? Yeah man, 1920 to 1925. Cool, I'm excited about this. Uh, I know that the older stories tend to get a little bit crazy so I'm into it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the old school days. Uh, You know, laws were a little nutty, people were just doing nuttier things compared to today big fan cool well it's your turn to do the story you're gonna set us off into this time period so are you ready to get going yep i got one from 1922 all right let's get into it after this okay mike let's get the show going your story your turn 1922 you said yeah 1922 uh Cattlesburg, Kentucky, May 28th. Okay. So the title of the article is Arrest Man Said to Have Six Wives. Yeah. So that's how we're starting this. Charged in a warrant with being the husband of at least six wives, Frank Bridgman of Ashland is in jail here following a warrant sworn to by W.R. Willis, who is quoted as saying he acted for the good of the community. Willis accuses Bridgman of marrying Eleanor Prather at Ashland while the husband of Evelyn Seeley of Portsmouth, Ohio. And in addition, Willis says Bridgman has a wife in Akron, Ohio, one in Cincinnati, one in New Boston, and one other. Willis says he does not know the names of all the women. That's my article, folks. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Sorry I had to read it so slow. Um, it was a kind of a difficult article to read given the age. The um, old-timiness. It was super yeah. old-timey, so I had to make sure I had everything clear. Well, it was a lot of information. Yeah, but a very simple premise, basically. Yeah. Yeah, guy's got a ton of wives. What was the name again? His name was Frank Bridgman. Frank. Oh, my goodness. Another Frank. So Frank's out here not just having multiple wives, but having them all over the place. Yeah, he doesn't like to keep them in one place, does he? No, I, you know, when I've heard about situations like this, people having more than one, one wife, it's usually something, you know, from religion or something like that, right? Sure, sure. You hear like polygamous, things like that. But this is not that. Yeah, yeah, no, this guy is just trying to have them all, huh? That's what it is. He's just going around and he's like, I'll have a wife here and I'll start another family over there. And he's like collecting wives or something, right? It seems really stressful. Why would you ever subject yourself to that? And then he treats them like he doesn't really try to keep track of them, I guess. So he doesn't even know their names. Right. Like he doesn't know the name of them all, according to the article. So he's it just says he got accused. Yeah. So he was accused of having all these wives. And so basically they arrested the guy, I'm, I'm assuming, for polygamy. But they have all the data. Yeah. So, they, right? I mean, they know a lot. They know some of the wives' names that he probably doesn't know. Exactly. So clearly this is documented, right? So somebody built up a case. If it seems that way. Maybe they went and got a warrant and they went to go pick him up. Well, that's there. Yeah, there was. There was a warrant sworn to by W.R. Willis. So clearly there was a warrant going on there. Yeah, you have to build a case and everything to get out there and pick somebody up. So there you go. I mean, clearly there was some some fact finding done. So what do you think these wives living situations are like? You know, something tells me there's a lot of single motherhood going on. 
right? Just a, a woman somewhere with a like child or even just a woman out there by herself. And he's what, maybe calling on them every now and then or something. Yeah. Like, do you think it's a bunch of like women, like who are presumptively married out of wedlock? Like, or like in the sense where, you know, he knocks them up and next thing you know, all right, I guess I'll marry you. What's your name again? Oh yeah, that's right. You're this woman. It's kind of an odd illegal activity to choose, right? I'm not really sure what he stands to gain. I mean, most people, when they get married, they sort of intend to have a relationship. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. There's not like this huge, like, fiscal advantage or something like that. It's not like you can go collecting them, like, property or something, and then that has a value or something, right? Yeah, it's usually not in the plan of things, typically. Point being, the value you get from a marriage is emotional. Exactly. So he's not spending time with them, though, right? (laughs) Right. He can't with that many to share. Right. And then to not remember their names. There's no emotional attachment. How how is he even calling them wives? Right. I mean, he doesn't get anything out of this, I don't think, right? Does he just wear a ton of wedding rings on one finger? Like, you know, I feel like he's got a lot of pictures up and a lot of hutches and a lot of homes. Yeah. He's got a lot of those little, uh, the statues from the top of the cake. Yeah. He's got a belt of garter belts. <laughs> an entire belt of them. That's awesome. So what do you think happens to all these wives after he gets arrested? I think that there's definitely uh, a lot of angry wives, but I think there's also probably a lot of women who have their suspicions relieved. They were probably already suspecting this guy was something else. That's true. Yeah. Because he probably didn't trick them into getting married to him, right? No, probably not. So they were at least into him enough to get married. It was a different time, too. Marriage had a little bit more weight. 1922, you're getting married. It's a serious thing. Yeah. That's why I'm talking about what he stands to gain by thinning out all of his marriages yeah by having so many it's incredible why would you and i keep going back to it as a man i consider that very stressful to to try and subject myself to that many relationships and knowing what marriage meant back then it would be pretty burdensome right yeah absolutely like heart attack burdensome like what does he do for a living does it say no not at all and i'm curious as well because you have to be able to sustain this lifestyle well he can't be supportive emotionally do you think he was supportive financially i think at some to some degree yes enough to keep everybody married or do you think that they sort of married maybe he split and then they went on with their lives and just never got anything taken care of in the court i think there's some of that going on at least with some of the wives yeah there's definitely some just that are cut off And then maybe he goes and he sees the ones that he's the most into or something. You know, he's got maybe two or three that were his favorite. Like he's his top five or something. Top three. You know, he was there for at least one of the kids births. Like, you know, one of those kids is junior. Yeah. Frank Jr. Ooh, kids trouble. Yeah. Little Frank Jr. is uh, he's a whippersnapper. Yeah. I mean, he's probably not alive now, but yes. Well, no, that was like 100 years ago. (laughs) basically well a hundred years into the future now going back and looking at it the whole thing seems really intense right yeah it really it's it's pretty damn intense man does it say anything about the proximity of the wives to one another not at all um they just kind of mention different parts of ohio they mention akron they mention cincinnati uh i'm assuming new boston's in ohio and then they just say and one other and how old was frank no age given Oh, because I'm thinking like maybe he went on like a spree, like a wedding spree. I can see that. That has more fun to the story, if you ask me. Like maybe it wasn't even meant to be a wedding spree. Maybe it was like a bachelor party spree. (laughs) Just nonstop? Yeah. 
All right. So, like, is it kind of like a 1920s hangover story? Right. He did it Roaring Twenties style, right? Maybe he was going to get married and stay in that marriage the first time. Yeah. But the bachelor party was so dope that they just started a bachelor party tour. And then he was so hungover the next morning, he actually went through with all of the matrimonies. And he was in all these different parts of Ohio. Like the Frank marriage tour of 19 whatever. Right. The 22 marriage tour. Flying around in a Model T. Thumb in the air, I think. Hitchhiking, right? Ohio. Yeah. Pretty rural. Well, if he's supporting all of these women, maybe he does have money for a car. A lot of people had those cars back then. That's true. He could commute right. from wife to wife. Yeah, I feel like that's the only way you can sustain that lifestyle. You have <laughs> With to, the schedule? <laughs> you, you have to commute to wives on a schedule. Yeah. You know, heavy use of the Rolodex. Yeah, the planner. I'm going to call this wife. There we go. And he's constantly keeping his watch wound and everything. Well, like, imagine trying to maintain that, like, anniversaries, birthdays. That's just, come on. That is a lot. That's true. That's a lot, And then man. if there's kids, there's kid birthdays, christenings. Right, christenings, uh, little important, significant things, you know. Uh-huh. Charlie's first award at school. Like, oh, man, which Charlie? And, I mean, if he had good intentions with these marriages, maybe he's making time for catch, too. Oh, man. If he is. See, I think you're right. But we're talking like those out of those three that I I was mentioning earlier. Right. Like there's those three wives that he really like, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just with the dopest. Those kids get catch time. Right. Yeah. yeah. They get catch or tea time, depending. Yeah. But the bottom ones in those other areas, as per the article, just other areas like they don't even get mentioned. You know, they don't they don't get catch time. Maybe he's getting one of those sad postcards. Like the kids think the kid thinks he lives in another country or something. Mm. Or he died in the war. Right. Or he's got like a suitcase full of like Toronto postcards. Yeah. Yeah. What's my dad doing in Canada? Why is he in Nova Scotia? He's doing a big construction project, son. Uh, he's teaching people Morse code. Oh, okay. Well, when's he coming back? We'll, we'll never know. Yeah, but he gets the postcard because Frank's a nice guy. Right, he's thoughtful. Well, even some of the most despicable people do nice things, right? Hey, every little bit counts, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure in a modern context, there's still uh, some people doing uh, interesting things like this, right? You know it, man. Otherwise, there wouldn't be those daytime talk shows. We want to have a conversation about it when we come back? Yep, let's do it. We'll be right back. This is Evita from Flying Blind Podcast. You're listening to the 5 for 5 Podcast with Panchito and Mike. Subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. At Z-W-E-R-C Media. Did you get it? Good. Alright everybody, we're back for the second half of the five for five podcast mike you brought in an interesting story yeah i brought in a really stressful one about frank about frank frank and his uh circle of wives yeah i think circle of wives is a good way to put it so frank's out there just collecting wives all over ohio and where he lives and everything and he's gotten in trouble for it like pokemon gotta catch them all I'm curious to know if in modern times, this kind of thing is still happening. 
I definitely do think it's still happening. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily happening with marriage. Yeah, there's less marriage now. Yeah, but you know, you definitely have guys going around six, six, seven different women in, in their town, you know, getting them pregnant. You know what I mean? Does that kind of knock the funk out of it, though, if it's not marriage? Well, I definitely think that I say that. I guess I bring that up because, you know, if you're going to compare marriage down to marriage, then marriage is generally on the decline when you're comparing the two. So I feel like just to try and even it out, I feel like that that was kind of a close close analog. But um, but they are two different types of commitment. They are. They are entirely. They really are. I mean, and modern times have definitely proven that. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Because people are choosing not to do it as much, and or they're choosing to have as clo- a close approximation to it, but not exactly marriage like Frank did. It's true. You know, I don't think because of the fact that a lot of people are trying to avoid marriage, I would argue it's really not happening in the way that it might have been happening in 1922. So you're suggesting that the marriage that Frank would have gone through with one of his wives isn't it isn't comparable to a modern marriage, even uh, though it's still a, a matrimony. It's still a matrimony. Absolutely. I, I would think that would probably be one of the most common things. That aspect of it, like the legal sense of it. The legal sense. Yes, that's absolutely. The same. And, you know, if you want to take the religious route, the commitment that that entails. Uh-huh, that's right. all. None of that's changed. Yeah, I don't think any of that's changed. But the values have greatly changed. And the approach, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. The approach. So people go into it with a different expectation or whatever the case is. Yeah, and I think I think I think right there going into it with different expectations is a huge thing to bring up. Yeah, cuz it means they're seeking a unique output to whatever Frank was seeking or Frank's wives really not Frank cuz Frank had his own motive. But Frank's wives went in with that uh traditional sensibility about it, right? Expecting something traditional on the back end. Dead on, man. Absolutely. I mean that there's there's no taking away from that. That differs from the modern version of this scenario. I think a lot of it is, yeah. I think a lot of things have changed. You know what I mean? And that's one of the reasons why people don't stick to it. So is it a less serious thing in general? Is that what you're sort of suggesting? Yeah, I think people have cheapened it. I mean, yeah, it's kind of strong, but like I'm speaking generally. You know what I mean? So a modern day uh, Frank, is he as despicable as 22 Frank? Oh, modern day Frank is just as despicable. But his game is different. Oh, his game is totally different. It has to be, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. So let's get into that discussion. What is modern Frank's game then? He's got so many different social media accounts, man. Maybe he's got three, four, five times as many girls. And phones. Yeah, he's got a burner. He's on the sneak, dude. Like, he's on the sneak left and right. He knows a little bit too much about uh, if AT&T or T-Mobile works in certain parts of the city because he's got one of each. Yep. That's shady. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, you know all your different ins and outs. So you carry this phone. Like, dude, that's how you keep all your, your, your wives under control. Like, that's crazy, man. And he's got mad password protections. Yeah. Two-factor authentication on everything. Yeah. Face ID, every iPhone. Face ID and that eight digit code. Yeah. Eight eight to 12. Uh You know, he's on it. He's on it because no one's checking his texts. Yeah. He's big on privacy settings on on social media, all that kind of stuff. Yep. hundred percent. So that's interesting because 22 Frank's uh, curtain, his system that he used to evade detection was literally geography. Yeah. All over the state. He had his, his wives spread out. Just spread them out. Yeah. Location wise. Put miles in between them and you're good to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm all set. It's super quiet that way. So what's modern Frank's weapon then? You know, so to me, I keep going to the internet. 
Right. It's the internet. We've, we've kind of established that. And the anonymity of it, the disconnectedness. The anonymity, the, the disconnected nature of it all, but also the access that it provides him. Oh, I see. Yes. You got to understand, right? The amount of avenues and outlets that he has access to through Tinder, through all these different apps. He's sliding into DMs. He's got multiple accounts on different phones. This guy's living multiple identity lives. Like, that's crazy kind of stuff, you know? So you see him as an extremist then, just like obviously 22 Frank was. Yeah, I still see him as an extremist, absolutely. He goes that far. He goes that extra. That guy's a statistical anomaly. And he's literally leveraging all of these things to his advantage all the time. Yeah, I mean, and I have a feeling it takes a toll on him, but he still does it. Really? Yeah. Tell me about that part, because we didn't talk about that. I think, it's, I think it takes a toll on him, man, because it's hard to maintain all that. What account did I say that through? You know what I mean? You think that's unique, though, from him to 22 Frank? Uh, what's, what's different is scale. Oh, okay. Because 22 Frank doesn't have access to the level of scale that 2019, 2018, 2020 Frank has. He's dealing with the higher saturation of exposure. And it's fast, dude. The rapidity of that exposure is just incredible. I mean, it's, they're, they're similar animals, but not. 20, 20 Frank, it's whoever he sees on the street. Right. I'm just saying, the modern Frank, man, he can he can have 14, 20, 40 different conversations with however many different girls he needs. Simultaneous. Simultaneously, dude. Well, it's however many he can juggle on each of his uh, private messages on each of his apps. Right? Yeah. Plus texting. Plus texting. Plus, yeah, right? Because remember, he's got WhatsApp too. So you know he's got that other phone number. And it's all based on how many email addresses he he has. And you know he has hella email addresses. Does he have that VPN? Oh, come on. Yeah, you know, you know he has VPN. It's an internet mask. You jump yeah. from one network onto another. That's why I asked you about it. He's prime candidate for that. Oh, man. He lives his life through it, dude. All of this for women, though? It's powerful, man, what a man will... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, because that was the links. Like, yeah, we said we couldn't really figure out what his benefit was. Because old Frank, we accused him of going on, like, say, uh, a bachelor party bender, right? A nonstop one, yeah. Right, so why would all of a sudden Frank just start accumulating women like this with all this technology? He's a fiend. He just wants to go from woman to woman. Oh, it's like a new drug thing? I definitely think that's part of it. Like, look, there's guys out there that just cheat. You know what I mean? Like, they're just serial. But it could have been just a power trip, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that more likely now? Yeah, definitely. Because he feels that he's got some kind of power over these girls with all this technology that he's leveraging. Mm. You know? So is he one of these guys that sort of thinks he's the only one using this technology? In a way, yeah. Right? He thinks he's doper than he is. Yeah, he's feels way tapped in yeah he's like i got three iphones and so he's like i can do whatever i want to do and then he's going and getting all these women's attention vpn dog yeah no one's watching me that's interesting what an odd thing i mean they are the same animal but they're just driven by such a different degree and different type of hunger right yeah i mean because modern frank he's got to be somewhat addicted to the technology too it, it can be really exciting for people because you can be whoever you want on a different account. That trips me out. I don't personally really get the draw of that, but no. uh, I could see people really digging their teeth into it. Yeah, I can, especially like young people. I can definitely see a lot of young folks really getting into it. A lot of folks can just kind of get sucked into what things you can do on the Internet, you know, yeah. the possibility of it all. 
or what you can do doesn't seem to be related to whether or not you should do it. Yeah. On the internet. Uh, absolutely. Well, hopefully none of you are out there uh, getting trolled by a modern Frank. Yeah. Make sure that you're not just giving him your Bitcoin. What's the uh, like the big red flag to know that you might be getting trolled like that? Um, and we're, I'm talking about like in the context of a relationship, right? Oh, well, on the I'm, internet. So like, like if a guy's doing that to a girl. Yeah. Like if you, if a girl is out there or yeah. even if a guy's out there and they feel yeah, like, you know, there's something might be awry. What's a good red flag? I definitely think that, uh, if we're talking about something like Instagram, right? Uh-huh. Like pay attention to their followers and who they follow. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you've already made it to the point where you friended this person. Pay attention to that stuff, first of all, because like maybe a lot of those accounts are fake. You know what I mean? So maybe this person in the end is just trying to like get money out of you, you know? Or if they want the relationship, or the relationship. it's going to go nowhere. Exactly. Or they could just be trying to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I always go to something like catfishing. Well, you want to elevate the harm. Yeah. And I see that. But the harm on the internet is way spread out. But it's like in smaller doses, right? Yes. Because 22 Frank was going around just messing up lives left and right. <laughs> it's insane. Like one ceremony at a time, essentially. And it was no big deal to him. But modern Frank, he's, you know, destroying people's like day or month. It's true. Or week or year. Right. Or a very short period of time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then a low commitment level. It's true. It's but true. But there's emotional commitment and he's spreading it all over the place and he's shattering it. Big time. He's definitely messing with a lot of people's trust. Man, I'm not sure which one's more despicable. I think they're both equally despicable in their own, you know what I mean? It's just their own right. Either way, it's pretty bad. I'd say. Well, this was a cool story, Mike. So if you're into it, I would like to give you a score and we can do it right after this. I'm ready, man. Okay, we'll be right back. This is Evita from Flying Blind Podcast. You're listening to the 5 for 5 Podcast with Panchito and Mike. Okay, everybody, it's time to wrap up the show. Mike, heck of a story today. Yeah, I enjoyed recording it, man. Really, really crazy start with the 1922 man and his multitude of wives. Yeah, he definitely knew how to pick them. Over and over and over, right? Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, are you ready for your prize? Yeah, definitely. Today, Mike, you've earned yourself a sizable gift certificate for tuxedo rental. Nice. And uh, just by dumb luck, it's enough credit to do multiple rentals if needed. Perfect for all of my future weddings. Right. You can do them all at once or you can do them in, you know, in order, whatever you want to do. That's up to you, Mike. Excellent. Excellent. I'm going to need that. Thank you. No problem. You're welcome. Babe, when you hear this episode, just know that was a joke. It's all in good fun, Mike. It's all in good fun. I'm getting married next week. Congratulations. Thanks. But I still thought the joke was funny, so let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. That's the way we do it. Yeah, exactly. On the 5 for 5 podcast. All right, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the show where we play for pointless points and pointless prizes. But the journey through history is priceless. If you haven't done so already, don't forget to subscribe, like, love, and follow us at Zwerk Media. That's right, folks. That's Z-W-E-R-C Media. All right, Mike. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, Panchito. Peace out. <laughs>